everyone, good morning, and um, we are coming to you live from the CBS Community of Summerton, Philadelphia, a lovely Tuesday morning. <coughs> we are the beginning of the second chilek of the Sefer, second section of Der Hashem, and we said it's about Hashem's Hashgacha, and as we saw we, yesterday, we gave an intro that the first section of the Sefer is all about how the universe is set up goal, the objective, and um, the, uh, <coughs> the, the uh, approach which runs through the whole system, how it works, the ins and outs of all that. Chelek Sheini is about how Hashem maintains that, maintaining the system. Hashem runs the system, Hashem's involvement in the system. So let's now, without further ado, let's jump right into things. Perak Rishon. On the topic of Hashem's Hashgacha in, in, a, in, a, in a general sense. Aleph. <clears throat> it's known and it's also explicit. Generally, those two Lashaynas, Yadua and Mavur, Yadua means something that we can ascertain through observation. Mavur usually means something that you can find recorded in Svarim HaKadoshim. So it's Yudua, it's something that's obvious, self-evident in logic. Umavur, <clears throat> and it's something that's discussed, that's been given to us through Kabbalah, through Masayra. Shekal Nivraim Kulam Shenivru. All items in creation that have been created, Bein Elyonim, Bein HaTachtoinim, whether they're from the Elyonim, that's Ruchnias, or the Tachtoinim, that's Gashmias, physical or spiritual. Hinei Nivru Lefi Sherosa Behem HaChochm Elyonim Tzarech V'Tayilas Lamashu HaTachta Klovish if something is in existence, that means that it has some role to serve, some role to play, some part in the overall goal and objective of what reality is here for, what creation is all about. And that's a very nice axiom to begin the second section with. What Ramchal is telling us is there's, there's a, a, a philosophical axiom in life, which is if it exists, it's integral. If it is, then it is necessary. Anything that is in existence, anything that we find in this world, again, animal, mineral, or vegetable, flora, or fauna, and everything in between, its very existence is testimony the fact that it is integral has something to do with Hashem's master plan. If it had nothing to do with Hashem's master plan, it wouldn't exist. And that axiom is just a simple application of all the ideas we had in the first section, which is that... that Hashem didn't need to make a Bria. Hashem didn't have any compelling <coughs> reason to create something outside of himself. The only reason Hashem made it was in order for Hashem to be able to be mative. Hashem is toiv. Hashem wants to be mative. Hashem is good and wants to share his goodness, wants to benefit a beneficiary. Uh, so Hashem creates an entire system, entire universe, just for the very goal and objective of man getting into Adam Haba. And... That re- re- necessitates bechira, toiv and ra, good and bad, equal and uh, opposite options, <clears throat> and opportunities and situations, <coughs> etc. So all that creates a, a ne- uh, an ever-expanding system, which is there for that one person who's at the center of that system for his bechira. But that means that everything that's here really has to prove itself to us, has to justify its existence. Existence really shouldn't exist. There's no reason why the Rebunch needed to make existence, if not for the fact that 
we have to get Klai Yisrael and Tailam Haba. That's the, the and the only thing that justifies the existence of everything. Because the default is that nothing exists. The default is that it's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why are you making anything? Which means that if something exists, necessarily, it's here for part of that greater overall objective. Now, that's not easy for us to do. You know, it's very hard for us to go take a field trip. And once, once we're outside the base Medrash, once we're outside the, the Shul, once we're outside the Jewish community, once we're in, out there in, in, the, uh, in the wild to, to look at every single item that's out there and be able to identify its purpose and explain and justify its existence and why exactly this is integral and this is integral and this is integral. Not easy for us to do. Probably impossible for us to do. Here and there we get it, but a lot of times we won't. Nevertheless, no, that's, uh, we're not the ones formulating the plan. That's just, you know, further proof to the fact that we are not God. We didn't make the universe. We don't know how the system has been set up, but, but that is a rule of thumb that goes on behind the entire brio. <laughs> that they themselves are integral. Yeah, that's true. The man, the fulcrum himself... That's true. That's true. That's already a madrega. For the, that's already a madrega. Rabbi Moskowitz is co- exactly correct. For the man himself to recognize and realize that he is an integral part of the Bria, the integral part of the Bria. That's, it's also not so, you know, we can't take that for granted either. 100%. Um, just to step sideways for a moment, does this mean, Rabbi Yisai, does this mean... It is true we have generated an axiom over here that everything that, that is in existence is a necessary part of existence because you have to justify your existence. And the only way to justify it is, is you're part of stage one leading to stage two. That's the only justification. Either I'm here to facilitate man's bechira, to be assistive, to thwart man's bechira, <coughs> to be used for man, to be used for man to avoid. So, how far does that go? I mean, does that mean... <clears throat> you know, I remember once taking a road trip with my kids, and we were driving through a rural part of America where there were lots of trees. There are lots of places where you can do this. And we were suddenly wondering, like, how many trees are there in the world? We are trying to figure out how many trees there were. So we started counting. No, we didn't, well, <laughs> that's a good thing to do with your kids. Like when the kids start asking how long you, is, you know, when you're going to be there, you know, if, for some inexplicable reason, they don't just ask, when are we going to be there? They ask, are we there yet? And that question I never got. Uh, we're obviously not there yet. And we're driving, right? We're on a highway. What do you mean, are we there yet? Yeah, my father, you should be Gesundheitsstark, he used to tell us, I try using this line because it doesn't always work. He used to tell us, start timing it, and when you get there, when we get there, you'll find out exactly how long it took. <laughs> so that's a good one because my kids don't, uh, they don't they don't go for it I used to like once or twice but anyway so we were canting so that anyway so as I was saying it's a good way to keep your kids occupied to tell them well you know, I don't know how long we're going to be there but why don't you count how many trees there are in the meantime let's have a contest who can count the most trees so we were it, was, it occurred to us this question how many trees are there in the entire world everyone had their own guess you know, 30 30 trees 100 um See, my wife and I went for large numbers, but what does the item say? How, how many trees do you guys think there are in the entire world? Billion. The answer is actually one point something trillion. I was about to say a trillion. One point something trillion. 
And I think the question was, there's, trees, there's enough trees in the world for every person in the world can, uh, can get like a thousand, a thousand trees. Enough trees for, to go around for everyone in the world to get a thousand. This is something like, 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 like four trillion or something in the trillions of trees. Now, they didn't count them. I don't know, they, I don't know how they figured that out. But, but, um, so, well, that's a staggering number. That's a staggering number. Okay. So it's not such a staggering number. Oh, to estimate. Yeah, all right. All right. It's still a staggering number, though. A trillion, that's a number you can't really relate to a number that big. The trillion, it was, oh, I don't remember, three trillion, four trillion trees in the world. Um, how many blades of grass are there in the world? Who, uh, who knows? Quadrillions, the, the, the stars in the sand, there's untold, the billions upon billions of stars, so billions of galaxies, each galaxy, billions of stars, grains of sand, how many grains of sand are there? Also in the quadrillions. I, I once looked that up too. Uh, I, want, I want to look up, are there more stars or are there more grains of sand? They're, they're, it's a very similar number, according to scientific estimates. But, um, so, so here's a question. When we say that everything that's in... Here, the Ramchal just told us, everything in the Bria <coughs> has a tzorich natayalis lamashu tachas abriya. Everything in the Bria has a purpose and a goal and is part of that objective and that plan, that master plan of why Hashem made the universe. And we just said that's the axiom of existence because... If it didn't have some purpose to serve, some role to play, it wouldn't exist. Hashem doesn't time make things because it has nothing else to do. The, 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 the existence of existence itself is only here for that goal of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. right? Everything in existence has to be justified. Somehow it does fit into that. So how far do we extend this? Is that taka plinus every blade of grass? Somehow, like we knew how to look at things, we would see the purpose behind every single blade of grass. We would see the purpose behind every single tree. We would see the purpose behind every single leaf on every single tree. Those trillions of trees, that, that times the amount of leaves that are on all those trees, times the amount of tree aphids that are on all those trees. Tree aphids. So if we were Hashem, we would be able to see the purpose of every single little microorganism on every single tree. Every single leaf every single little ant on every single leaf of every single tree in the entire world. We would be able to figure it out. Um, that's what it sounds like he's saying. And for us to start entertaining otherwise, maybe we would think that, you know, that must be apicarsis to think otherwise. But of course, everything has to be justified. Every grain of sand. Why, why is this grain of sand? If this grain of sand was not necessary, it wouldn't be here. We would have one less grain of sand in the world. This, now, now, that's what it sounds like it should come out. And the issue with that should not be, well, how can Hashem keep track of that? that, that that's silly, because we know that Hashem can keep track of things that we can't, right? Well, how could that be? How, how could, could the Rebunshim really keep track of all the sand, all the blades of grass, all the leaves, all the, all the, uh, all the ants on all the leaves? What? Bacteria. All the bacteria, all the bacteria, every single bacteria. Really the position, cool. location of every single virus out there, right? Every single microorganism. So it's clearly not beyond Hashem. Nothing's beyond Hashem. We can't comprehend Hashem. <coughs> That's not a point that, that should bother us at all. Nothing by definition beyond Hashem. It's not hard for Hashem to keep track of quadrillions of stars and grains of sand and, 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 and uh, subatomic particles and leaves on trillions of, of trees and the little aphids on all those leaves. 
That's not beyond Hashem. The question is, does that really mean, what, what should bother us a little bit, should bother us a little bit, is that, does that mean that the balance of creation is going to be disturbed if one grain of sand would be missing? I mean, Akash Baruch didn't make the world for the sand. He didn't make it for the grass. He didn't make it for the trees. He made it for man. For man to go from stage one to stage two. So are, are we supposed to understand over here that when we say everything that's in creation is there for the goal of creation, the objective of creation, everything that's in creation, because everything that's in creation has to be justified, has to, uh, by, by definition, is, is, is an integral part of that. So that means that we have to we tack, apply that to, on a nano level, on a microscopic level, which again would yield <coughs> the following statement, the following conclusion, that if, you know, when you pluck that one blade of grass out of the ground, you just disturbed the space-time continuum, the equilibrium of, of, of creation by plucking out that one blade of grass, by squashing that one ladybug. Oh, no, that's not a good example. Who squashes ladybugs? By, by, by swatting that one mosquito, you just deserve, disturb the entire equilibrium creation because that mosquito is also necessary for the Bria. Yeah, Azoi. One grain of sand ceases to exist. Something's off with the Bria now. That's what's hard to understand. Not hard to understand that Hashem is a, Hashem is certainly aware of everything. Of course. But that the removal of one of these things is going to... One leaf in one random, unknown, uncharted forest in the middle of the... Um, the, the frozen Siberian tundra, right? When the vast regions of unexplored Russia, Canada, wherever, the one leaf is taken off of one tree, that, 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 that is going to make problems with the Bria. That's hard to understand, Rabbi Say. And, and it's okay that it's hard to understand. We're gonna, this parak is going to yet allow us to wrap our head around this and, 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 and other such types of explanations. But I'm just throwing that out there right now because you see the Ramchal seeming to be, be making a very sweeping statement over here. Kol hanivram kulashinivru. Everything that's been created. Everything. I mean, everything sounds very sweeping, very all encompassing. Everything that's here is here because it serves some goal and serves some purpose and cause towards bringing the world to its creation and conclusion and completion. So, wow, you better be careful with those those those, those mosquitoes and the sand and the grass and the, you know don't just absolutely pull grass on the ground. You might be being mashchis the bria. That's hard to understand. But let's go on. It's very hard to understand. Very hard to understand. We're allowed to be happy, Carson, Rabbi Say. When it comes to trying to understand these inyanim. Yes. Yes, Penny. We can ask Apikarsisha questions. Really? You're telling me that one grain of sand is missing and ruins everything? What is that supposed to mean? The whole... That was how it was serving the purpose of the Bria? Somehow. What are you doing? Do I really have the power to, to, to disturb the equilibrium of the Bria? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, we'll see. I mean, it's part of the Chir L'Chair. What? what that or, I mean, another way of asking it is, like, you know, of course, of course Hashem knows exactly how many grandstands are there. But that, does that really mean, you know, how many are there? 
Thirty-four quadrillion nine hundred sixty-two billion trillion one hundred twenty-eight billion four hundred sixty-seven thousand eight hundred ninety-nine. That means if it would be eight hundred ninety-eight, the brie would be off. We know there's an exact number. We know Hashem knows that exact number. That the, the, the difference between that number eight hundred ninety-nine eight hundred ninety-eight means the brie's off kilter. What really, really? What well, yes, are you? Yeah, so again, that, that's, a nice, that's a nice thesis. But the question I'm throwing out is, it's not physically possible to serve every single grain of sand. The, the vast, overwhelming majority of grains of sand that they're never going to be disturbed by people. And, and when we look at the vast, overwhelming majority, there's a precise number that Hashem knows about. That precise number is, is you know, if it would be missing one or more than one, less than one, that, that, that somehow impacts the Bria, but that's what it sounds like the Ramchal just said, that everything that's in existence is here for a purpose, not just the grains of sand that are going to be disturbed, even the grains of sand that are never going to be disturbed. If it's here, it means it has to be here. The Let's go on. Let's try to make a little progress over here. All the laws, principles, and rules of, of the natural world, natural laws of nature, have been established and and preset. Also, according to how Hashem has seen most fit and appropriate, according to what Hashem wants from that particular uh, aspect of creation. Excuse me. Everything that's in creation is created with precision, and everything, all that guidance is guide the laws of the creation of laws of nature also done with precision according to Hashem's master plan and the best way of achieving that master plan according to for the very very um, same idea that goes into why they were created in that same exact vein if it, it has been created because it's an integral part of the Brio, it has to be maintained. It has to be sustained because it's an integral part of the Brio. Since it's necessary for it to be in creation, it's also necessary to be maintained and sustained in creation. Therefore, the Therefore, the will not refrain from being mashgiach over everything that's in creation to ensure that the correct setup of the system is maintained. Period. That's the end of the paragraph. And we're beginning to hear the beginnings of some very big ideas that are going to emerge over here in the Chelek Sheni, in the second section. Which what exactly hashkach is, or so far what Ramchal gave us, is the barest of hints over here that hashkacha is about Hashem maintaining the system and ensuring that the system stays on track, stays on course. The system of what? The system of the objective of the world. The system of stage one leading to stage two. The system of what this world is all about. Hashem's master plan. Hashkacha is ensuring that the world stays in line with Hashem's master plan. Which means, A, immediately, the world can get out of alignment. That's clear. And B, Hashem is... is, 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 is um, involved and maintains an involvement to ensure that it stays in alignment. And alignment meaning all systems go, all the gears are clicking to make sure it'll 
get to where it needs to go. So it's not a given, just because the world was set up with a goal that it'll get there. It's not a given at all. It can get misaligned. And Hashem wants it to get aligned, because that's, that's why He made the Bria. Hashkacha is another way of saying HaKosh Baruch Hu maintaining an involvement to ensure that the world gets to where it's supposed to go. The Bria gets to where it's supposed to go. That's Hashkacha for the time being. We'll stop over here, and we will continue tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful today.